Well, this feature has been brought to you by the Free State Department of Small Business Development, Tourism and Economic Development. That department has come up with the Local Economic Development and Transformation Bill. It's aimed at boosting local business and members of the public have now uh, been invited to give their input into uh, this legislation. To tell us more about it, we're joined by Magalo Mohali, who is the Free State MEC for Small Business Development, Tourism and Economic Development. MEC Mohali, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. Good morning, Kefi, uh, and good morning to your listeners. Firstly, let's talk about the Local Economic Development and Transformation Bill. What is it? Yeah, uh, thanks once more. The draft bill, which you have just indicated, uh, is a strategic uh, tool which will enable the provincial government of the free state uh, to give effect to a number of its plans, but most importantly, to the recently adopted economic strategy of the province, which we call the chain transformation uh, model, uh, which amongst it or the key within it is that it needs to grow the economy of the province by ensuring that uh, there is more manufacturing and reindustrialization uh, of the province using uh, in the main the state expenditure to reignite the manufacturing activities. Now, this bill uh, seeks to bring together, or it's a culmination of all of the various interventions that are made, and that gives uh, <coughs> the practical meaning to them. Because we have realized that over a period of time, there are always policy pronouncements, there are good plans that are done, but one thing that is making is uh, the enabling tool to enforce or to implement. So this bill seeks to just uh, respond to that accordingly and to also address all the matters that relates to the protection of uh, the local businesses, local living in the province, uh, as well as creation uh, of the new industries within the manufacturing sector in the province. So when we talk about then some of the challenges that this bill is supposed to be a response to, let's reflect then on, on those that have been identified by your department. There are five broad key areas that this bill seeks to address. Uh, number one, uh, in line with what I said, that is aimed at promoting um, the production activities within the province. What it does, it creates a demand for the local uh, uh, projects. For an example, when this bill becomes into law, it will require the provincial government to lead uh, in that effect by requiring that all or certain commodities which would have been designated, uh, they should have been produced from the free state. So irrespective of who will get uh, a particular state contract uh, in the province, that person will be compelled to source those uh, uh, commodities within the province. As a result, that will ensure that uh, those commodities, uh, uh, or whoever that may wants to continue doing the business or supply to the provincial government, that person will now be compelled to establish or to expand the manufacturing activities, therefore, in the province. As a result, it will create the jobs or it will increase the investment into the province. But secondly, it also, because if you look at the nature of or the name of the bill, uh, it's 
free state integrated local economic development and transformation. It seeks to integrate all the chief stakeholders in the economy, as well as integrate uh, uh, the, the various economic activities and seeks to bridge the gap between the small businesses and the, those that are in the mainstream economy. Because it is a fact to see that our economy is still divided into two. We still have the economy uh, 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 for the small ones and the big ones, but that has been classified among others by the color and the previous advantages. But key within it is that there has not been, the mainstream economy has not been so assisting in giving opportunities within, uh, within it to the small businesses. Many businesses collapses because uh, the private sector does not give the market opportunity. They are unable to sell their, pri- their produce there. They are reliant to a large extent. That's why most of them resort to the state only. So I say we want to integrate all these uh, the local economic uh, uh, development programs. Uh, the, 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 the mainstream economy must be able to integrate with the small business. By so doing, we're saying also the provincial government should have uh, 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 authority to designate certain quotas to say on this produce we request the private sector to ensure that uh, uh, they they solve them from the small uh, uh, businesses and also provide the mechanisms on how to manage that so in that way we don't want to see small businesses uh, just selling on the roadside where there's no market in, in certain instances or where the businesses the small businesses collapses because where there are major, where there is more value, they do not have space, they are only congested in government. So that's the second issue of the market access that the bill seeks to, to address. But certainly, it's around the dispensation around uh, the business licenses. We have noticed that part of the problems in our uh, uh, township, that most of the township businesses were collapsed because of lack of regulations or the permitting or the regulation system is so weak, such that even the illegal participants are able to simply come in uh, and find that we are. Even those uh, uh, that may want to comply or whatever measures that may seek to be uh, put in place are so weak that it becomes very difficult to ensure, uh, I mean, to uh, assist even municipalities uh, 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 to keep uh, all these illegal activities. So the bill seeks to say it provides, it gives the provincial government the powers to stipulate the norms, the minimum norms and standards, and provide uniformity, which will be assisting municipalities uh, 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 to adopt uh, in order for them to ensure that uh, 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 it eliminates all of this. One example that one can use is that in all across our municipalities in the province, the system of uh, uh, licensing, it does not require things like a banking, uh, uh, people must be registered with SARS and so on. And you find that the other group that gives a challenge to the township economy, they are unfairly competing with them, and they are putting that into disadvantageous position in the sense that those law-abiding uh, uh, citizens who are following the law, they have a high cost of compliance to submit returns either with the revenue service or with the CITC and so on. The other guys don't even have to bother. They simply come and operate. Their money is not in the banking system. Their money is not taxed. Uh, we don't even know what is. We can't account for for some of their activities, and as a result, uh, they are doing uh, 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 business much way cheaper 
unmonitored. Some of the, the, the goods that they're even saying are so illicit. And these ones that are abiding by the law, they find it very difficult because the cost of compliance is huge. And you will not find all of these requirements anywhere else in the permitting regimes of any municipality in the world. So, uh, so yeah. So, 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 Mr. Mohale, I want to just come in there because you know when one has uh, a look again at at the challenges that this bill is supposed to be a response to, it seems to me that uh, a key driver of it is what you have identified as being the illegal setting up of uh, businesses, particularly in the township. And it specifically says here that you have a lot of them that are run by asylum seekers whose visa certificates have expired. um, And basically, some of them also being run by illegal foreigners. Yes, uh, you're correct. What we have also noted is that uh, uh, the Bill 62 uh, assists municipalities uh, in the basis with which all those that we want to run the businesses must must comply with. We were very careful uh, 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 because when you make the law, uh, uh, you don't make the law for uh, especially on compliance issues. Uh, uh, you don't make it to be discriminatory against another one and fail so. So in this instance, we are saying this is the registration regime. Whoever who has a right to conduct a business must comply to the following. Uh, but we also, part of what we have done is to provide the quota uh, for certain activities that can be undertaken in the township and uh, uh, further require those big corporates that may want to come and operate uh, in the township to also integrate the small business. It is a fact, various studies have shown that part of the collapse of the township businesses is the introduction of uh, the malls and other uh, uh, shopping facilities in our townships. And that has just been done uh, without consideration as to how will even the small players in the townships are able to play a role. So we're not saying that should not happen, but we're saying as and when those developments happen, primarily or in the forefront, it must be the small business operators that are considered. In an ideal situation, you may want when the mall comes to the township, a certain percentage must be uh, 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 of ownership, must be vested uh, 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 with those that were operating in that area because one way or the other, that mall will have an impact on their business. So I think we want coexistence of development and at the same time, it shouldn't be skewed. It must be all-inclusive uh, yeah. for all the citizens. If, if, if I look at what the bill says more specifically, it says that uh, the local municipality will maintain quotas uh, for ownership of more of not more uh, than 20% of foreign ownership. Yes. In that, in, the, in that regard, we are saying as a provincial government that certain... Uh, 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 business activities, they ought to be reserved for the locals. And where those uh, 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 there's foreign ownership, there's an interest by foreign ownership, such as to be regulated, so that you don't have a situation where the entire business activities is out of the hands of the, uh, uh, the South Africans. So there will be uh, 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 regulations that will be issued by the MECs to guide municipalities. Because as you remember, municipalities are the licensing authorities for all the business activities that are taking place. So I say as a provincial government, we will designate certain activities where we say, on this one, 
we only want the foreign ownership up to, for an example, 20% or such percentage as a provincial government may determine from time to time in line with its policies and its assessments at that point in time. When, when we look at this list of services that you have uh, put aside, that you believe are services that you know should be reserved for citizens and people with a permanent residency, uh, there's a list of 28 that I can see here in front of me. It includes auctioneers, beauty salons, cell phone repair shops, uh, cleaning services, shisanyama, uh, internet cafes, panel beating, takeaway foods, tuck shops. Um, ultimately, a, a lot of these, of course, would include um, work that already has uh, people who are non-nationals who are operating shops in that area, in, in those sectors rather. So, so what, what happens to them? What becomes of their businesses now? Yeah, we envisage a, situa- a situation where, as you would know, that for every legislation when it's enacted, especially on matters that are already in place. There is a period which is normally allowed uh, uh, under the transitional provision, which allows for uh, uh, for compliance. There will also be a provision upon the enactment of the Act. But what the, the view of the provincial government is that all of those that are already in that space and are not uh, the locals, they will be approached to see how, how they can incorporate the locals into those particular activities. We, we are not envisaging a situation where when we pass the law tomorrow we say everything else must be back in the hands of the, the citizens. There will be that particular period of time where there is an engagement and ensure that majority ownership of those uh, 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 can be given to those that qualify. And so all the other measures that will be in place to assist that process uh, uh, of the transition. Because the philosophy behind that, that uh, 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 provision is that it's, 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 it's something that is not far-fetched. It's in line with all the other laws that requires that anyone who comes into the country must either bring a rare specialized skill which the country does not have. And in so doing, all of these activities that are listed there are exactly that because those are the activities or business activities all right. which mostly the locals are capable uh, and are in a position to do. All right, Mr. So Mohale, we'll continue our conversation shortly. I'll also take uh, some of your calls in response then to this conversation. Uh, Mr. Mohale, before I take some of our calls, uh, I just wanted to find out from you, are you expecting that this bill might be challenged in court? Uh, Yes, uh, anything is possible. We have uh, what we may not be certain of is the extent to which it will be challenged, uh, because we have already received some signals from some of political parties, which, in our view, we believe that they do not like transformation. Who have started to raise openly their objections, but majority of the free staters, especially the small businesses, seem to be very elated and very excited about uh, this bill as they see that it will be a game changer for them and ultimately the transformation they've been awaiting uh, it seems to be would be a reality upon the enactment of the bill so i may not know whether those will take it to the level of the court or it will just be a process they'll just object between the available legislature processes okay let me go to john you're calling us from bloemfontein good morning john I'm well, thank you. I'm not. 
It's not actually a comment. Uh, it's not a, a question as such, but it's a comment. I'd actually like to applaud the NEC for for this initiative because when you look at what is happening currently in the three states, we, uh, us as young black uh, entrepreneurs, who are literally pushed out of business by 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 foreign uh, nationals. So I hope uh, we're gonna get support from the NEC, and we will provide support where where, where it requires. My question, my only question is, are they available now for us to come and give them their our, our business proposals and all of that so they can help us to fight in the same uh, playground as these foreign nationals? Thank you very and, much. And John, just before you go, when you say that you're being pushed out, explain that to me. How are you being pushed out? Uh, you know, when you look at uh, how the father shop um, business is conducted, yeah? vis-a-vis how we used to... Remember, when we grew up, our parents used to run father shops way back. Yeah. Now, the only way these people are pushing us out is uh, they have a, they're fighting a very big price war, which you cannot compete. You can't compete with somebody who lives in a shop. You have to take care of the household. We don't live in, in shops, so our basically our businesses take care of ourselves and our our families. Those people they stay in the shop. They don't have to pay bills and all of that. And I suspect. Highly so that they don't pay check, which we um, I'm yet to be proven right, but I suspect they don't pay check. So me versus him, and somebody who doesn't pay checks, and me coming somebody who pays checks already. I'm I'm beating ten years there. And 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 John, I, I just want to ask you about this because I, I saw it in one of the findings, and it's about how a lot of these uh, spaza shops, um, some of them are a lot of them are actually being run out of RTP houses. Now RTP houses would have been allocated to South Africans. What role are South Africans playing again in in enabling uh, this this kind of of behaviour? I think that it, 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 it comes to a point of unemployment. If I don't have food to put on the table and somebody comes to me and says, let me rent your house for, for 3000 that's a way for me to actually provide for my family. So if we are uh, given opportunities to operate businesses on our own, we will not be renting out uh, houses to people. Okay. All right, John. Uh, Mr. Mohali, let me give you a chance to respond to him. Yeah, uh Thanks very much. Uh, it's, it's quite encouraging to to hear that uh, there are also some newspapers who uh, agree with us on on, on the approach. Uh, I think this was more of a comment, but just to raise quickly one issue is that uh, it, it is true that to run a business in in South Africa uh, is quite expensive, just on the compliance uh, 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 part. And if we don't arrest uh, this anomalies or this unfair competition among those that comply with the law and those not, that's that's why we always have a, 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 a this conundrum we find ourselves. But most importantly, those that support the bill will appreciate if they make uh, those comments to the secretary of the legislature via the email uh, 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 that is provided. So that uh, they also demonstrate that support that uh, 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 they have, uh, so that we that can aid or assist the enactment of this particular bill when it's tabled. 
All right. Well, it looks like that's where we're going to then have to leave it for today with this particular conversation. Magalo Mohali is the Free State MEC for uh, Small Business Development, Tourism and Economic Development. So, yeah, that's the latest when it comes to that particular bill. Uh, that is being implemented by the Free State. And and I wonder, uh, you know, if there's how much of it is going to align with what we know is the legislation that is set to be announced by the Labour Minister. We're expecting that to come out soon, uh, but also the Home Affairs Department, all of it being in response to Um, you know, trying to manage the situation around jobs in the country and ensuring that some of the low-skilled jobs at least predominantly end up in the hands of South Africans. Is changing the legislation, is changing the legislation going to have the desired effect? Will it result in the greater employment of South Africans? Those are just some of uh, the big questions that need to be asked. And ultimately, when it comes to those who are operating, uh, you know, shops illegally, these are issues that should already be dealt with by the Labour Department because there are provisions in the law uh, to, to, to deal with it. You know, people who are operating uh, shops illegally should not be allowed uh, to be operating. And yet, because there's very little uh, monitoring, there's very little implementation of the law, we end up in the situation that we are in. So it certainly seems like this is one that is...